It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. I'm Brett Levy and I'm your host this week. So a bit of a different format this week where normally I get myself immersed into a toy that I want to play with. Um, I had to kind of take care of this toy over here um, after doing a bit of an injury. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an overview of where we are today. And then I have a super exciting show. I actually have a guest, which we haven't done for a while. Sorry, Alex, you don't count as a guest. You're a co-host. Um, and I'm actually going to bring him in. He's the founder of the product that we're going to be talking about today, or co-founder, sorry. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. So just to lay the overview for you. Um, for all of you that know me, I'm not always the most physical person, but for somehow for my sins, I got involved in trail running. So instead of just going out and running through Surface Paradise or something nice and flat, Brett and his mates decided to run uphill on downhill mountain bike trails in the forest at night with a torch on our head. Why? Because we can. Um, probably about six months ago, I missed a footing, came down on my right shoulder, and as you can imagine, it wasn't fun. Um, I did get up, I did carry on running, and thanks for the concern, my beer arm drinking is still working. But waking up in constant pain every day is not a fun thing, and as we get older, it doesn't uh, recover that easy either. So not wanting to take medications and anti-inflammatories and all that other junk that people try and stick down our throats. So I looked at a bit of a natural um, solution and acupuncture seemed to come along along with physio. Now, I'm not knocking acupuncture. It did do what it was supposed to do and it released a bit of the tension in the shoulder, but it just didn't get me any further. I would leave there and within half an hour, I'd start feeling a bit sore again. Um, still not wanting to reach for painkillers or anything like that. I did a little bit more research. And I came across red light or red laser therapy. Now, straight away, the word laser and technology makes me happy being a little bit of a geek. So I delved a bit deeper into it and found out there was a couple of ways of doing this. So what we could do is we could go to a big fancy place and line a bed and have a laser aimed at us. Um, I could also lie at home and have Elon Musk aim a laser at me as well. But I also came across a product where I could do it all myself and I could do it from home. And that brings us to the technology show today. So I'm actually going to bring my guest in. In fact, let's bring the slides up as well, because I've still got some slides, even though we're going to do a guest. So for things with a Z in the show today, I'm going to bring Forrest Smith, who's the CEO and co-founder of a company called Kinian Labs in. Um, in fact, let's do that right now. Forrest, uh, good morning. I think I've got you on mute. Let's bring you into the studio. All right. How are you doing today, Red? Well, Good afternoon, I think, right? You're in Mexico at the moment. That's right, even... in lovely Mexico, up in the mountains in, in uh, central Mexico in Querétaro, which is a, a great place for training for a couple of reasons. Uh, you know, 7,500 meters, uh, 7,500 feet meters would be a whole different thing, but 7,500 feet up and, and uh, really nice for cardiopulmonary training up here. But it's also just dry and warm all year round, which is uh, nice. a really nice nice place to stay. Thank and you you've got Esa. And tequila. So, you know, yes. off season, you're good to go. So, Forrest, I don't know if you heard the preamble and the pre introduction there, but you do know a bit of my story. We've had a couple of chats um, and did a shoulder injury. I don't even know the medical terms, bursitis or tears, or I, it's not a medical show, it's a technical show. But what I'm also going to do while we're chatting is uh, I'm actually going to drop us back down into a smaller screen do that and bring up a picture because some people listen to the show and some people watch the show. So for those that are listening, I've put up a picture of what is called the Move Plus Pro. Um, 
I'm actually, Forrest, I'm going to let you explain that because obviously for those listening, they can't see what we're seeing at the moment. So maybe just take us through what the product is and then we can backdate into how we got to it. Absolutely. So it's, it's uh, what we're looking at on screen here. screen here is the Move Plus Pro with three uh, individual modules that are battery driven and that are wearable. And they, they clip into a strap that can go around any part of your body. Uh, we, we actually uh, started these designs around uh, knees and shoulders and ankles and wrists, which are a little bit easier than it is getting it around, uh, for example, a lower back. I, I tweak my lower back uh, with my lifting a few times a year and it's it's uh, we, we've updated now with an extension strap that you can kind of put around your waist so uh mm. what we're seeing on 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 your screen right now though is these three laser and led combination modules that are specifically designed to deliver the correct and, and optimal dosing for internal tissue to reduce inflammation uh, and inflammation re related pain all right, so I'm going to stop there for a second because uh, we do like to translate things into regular speak. So basically, we're using light to penetrate into the skin and muscle and reduce inflammation. That's how I understand it, right? Am I... That's exactly right. Okay, so for the whole pre-story that I did before the show and my personal injury is that I have an injury that's just too deep to massage or just to use physio. In fact, because there's a tear, and again, I didn't even bother reading the reports. It just told me I've torn something and I've done something. I know I've done something. But the idea is that we need to get deeper in where needles and massage and that can't go, and that's what red light does. Now, in my research before coming across the Move Plus Pro, um, they were talking about different depths of light and different ways that the light or the LEDs work. Please take us through some of that as well, because, you know, like everything in, in life, not everything's created equal. We've obviously got to find that optimal level. That's exactly right. So, uh, and we've spent a lot of time in this. Now, I'll, uh, I'll walk you through a little bit on the, the red and infrared uh, lasers versus LEDs. Um, and also, uh, a starting point, our general uh, outlook on dosing. Uh, so, uh, when, you're, when you're dosing light uh, into your tissue, uh, is very much like dosing pharmaceuticals. You you have target signaling molecules. In this case, they're photoacceptors. Um, and there's a number of different photoacceptors. And I, I think this is something that, although the, the idea of shining light on something and, and making physiological adaptations isn't really intuitive, uh, there, there are some intuitive pieces to this of, you know, when I go sit out in the sun, there are photoacceptors um, for the, the light that actually uh, give me a tan or give me sunburn. There, there's something happening physiologically uh, within us as we, as we react to these different wavelengths. Um, and essentially what we've done with the, the dosing side of things relative to what's available commercially in the market right now is most products are dosed with, uh, and, I, and I love the geek speak to, to normal speak, this is because there's gonna be a lot of translating work today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's um, essentially uh, a, a number of wavelengths that we've identified that interact with photoacceptors in the body. And so photoacceptors, there's a couple of them that are intuitive for us, um, like melanin uh, in the skin. And there's a few of them that are less known, but are, are somewhat intuitive, like uh, hemoglobin in the body uh, interacts with uh, infrared light. And, and we actually trigger a number of different uh, reactions from hemoglobin. Um, 
and one of those is to and and why it might be a little bit more intuitive from me and understanding from a personal understanding for it is if you ever go to the hospital and get a pulse ox on the end of your finger this technology has been uh, been out for you know decades now and that's exactly what it's doing is we we inter, in a infrared light interacts uh, in a known way with hemoglobin with actually with other molecules in the body that have heme cores uh, and and copper cores as well so uh, when we do this the, the typical way of doing this from a product design standpoint, and for most of the specs that you would see from companies in the market for this is, let's talk about how much light, so uh, irradiance or um, power density, optical power density are two metrics that we hear a lot for uh, laser therapy and, and uh, light therapy for how, how we're dosing tissue. Uh, we felt like these were engineering terms, but in this case, we actually need to turn the engineering terms around and start from the physiology. We, we know what photoacceptors exist. We know in what scale they exist at what depth of tissue and we know how light distributes through tissue so what we've spent a lot of time doing is building out mathematical dosing models uh, on how the light's distributing in through this tissue and then how we're interacting at the correct and optimal levels of photon delivery with the correct reservoirs of, of uh, photoacceptors. And so those photoacceptors are not just limited to hemoglobin uh, we're also interacting with things um, like uh, cytochrome C oxidase, which is a an enzyme in the uh, oxidative phosphorylation chain of your mitochondria. Your mitochondria are the, are the power cells of your uh, the powerhouses of your cells, um, and they have multiple ways of creating energy for your body. Um, but one of these is called oxidative. The actually the most used and the most uh, you know uh, uh, successful and efficient way of creating power for your body is called oxidative phosphorylation. But there's some bottlenecks in that chain and one of the bottlenecks is around this um the fourth phase of that energy production uh which we we impact with a cytochrome c oxidase and so uh one thing that the cytochrome c oxidase and hemoglobin both share is they, they both have a heme core and we're acting on it in a very similar way we're, we're reducing the affinity of nitric oxide for this binding site uh, on on these different molecules and what that does in in each of those molecules and the hemoglobin is one is one thing it releases nitric oxide into the blood flow uh, extracellularly and opens it dilates the uh, cardiovascular endothelial tissue and allows for more blood flow back into uh, a, a wound or an injury or tissue where you see um, blood flow is impaired uh, at the cellular level by reducing that bottleneck in the mitochondria you can actually do a number of things, but the first thing that happens is you increase, one of the most measurable things that happens is that you increase your rate of ATP or energy production from the mitochondria. Uh, you also signal downstream a number of things because most, most molecules in your body are not just used for one purpose. So even though uh, nitric oxide might be a, a dilation factor, for delivering blood flow more effectively to the area. It's also a signaling factor within the cell uh, for um, oxidative stress signaling. And so that, that helps to balance oxidative stress in the cell. Uh, and it has a, a number of, of downstream uh, impacts. But these are two of about 10 uh, photoacceptors that we, and two of the more common, but uh, two of about 10 photoacceptors that we interact with uh, with the infrared lasers and red LEDs. And, and uh, I, I mentioned that I would talk about the infrared uh, uh, versus the red. Um, infrared is a longer wavelength and it penetrates further into the body. And so the red, you're, you're really, both of them as, uh, it's, it's hard to say specifically how, how far it penetrates because you don't know what your cutoff for that is. It just reduces down 
uh, the further you go in. But for a rough order of magnitude, we're looking at infrared penetrating through to about 40 to 50 millimeters um, and having, say, 1% to 2% of the original power delivery that it had at the, at the penetrating point at that level of depth. And for red, it's much less. So it, it's more like 10, maximum 20 uh, millimeters into the into the body. And so we've specifically used these two wavelengths and then these two emitter styles of LED versus laser to be able to target two different levels of tissue. Uh, LEDs are better built and red light, deep red light is better built for treating surface level tissue, uh, introducing more blood flow to that area, um, increasing collagen to production, uh, wound healing, uh, you know, really, if you have if you have cuts or, or wounds in the area, uh, wrinkle reduction because the collagen too actually helps uh, helps maintain kind of more youthful skin, um, and, it, and it works I'm in concert. Don't yeah, talk about yeah. wrinkle reduction. My wife is going to steal <laughs> my Move Plus Pro, and I'm going to walk <laughs> home and find her with it over her head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Mine's stolen on a daily basis. My my kids, uh, I got two boys, uh, four and seven, and uh, they're like normal boys. They're they're getting scratched and falling down and and uh, you know tearing up their bodies in a number of different ways. But for them, it's it's the wound healing is the most exciting because they come home and they're like, you know, I, I fell down and they don't cry about you know scraping their knees again because they just want to. They want that Wolverine feeling of like I'm going to heal in like a day, and it's it's amazing the impacts for the the wound healing. So well, it's funny they, you say that because the other thing with a techie is carpal tunnel syndrome. So yes, I've actually taken one of the modules. And I'm I'm just going to go back into the picture again. So in, it, for the people that are watching the show, all three of those modules actually press out of the strap. So you can use them individually and you can move them and balance them. The idea is obviously to get it straight on the point that you're trying to repair. But to sit there with my wrist flat on the desk and just put a unit on top, um, I have definitely experienced the benefits of that. And I think you were talking about that's the infrared, right? That's the shorter... Um, uh, the, red, the red is the red penetrates a little bit less. The infrared goes a little bit further in. So it's the red, sorry. So, but obviously, my wrist that there's not much between yes. my wrist joint and you know, and you do feel that. Um, and that's the other thing as well. Is so I actually wear the strap that way around because that yes. it's like a rotator cuff injury, and straight after I do three treatments of so five minutes. So we can talk about how it's also set up as well. But you get the relief straight away. So I understand what your boys are saying when they come back and have that Wolverine effect. Um, you know, it's, it's not a miracle. I don't put it on in a guide and climb the mountain the next day, but I am seeing those benefits, which is obviously what you've explained between the different combinations. The one question that I, I'd ask myself actually is being a laser, and I, I, I don't want to go laser like this. I'm, I'm holding, I'm doing the exclamation marks. I feel like Austin Powers, laser. <laughs> but being a laser, is this a dangerous program. I'm talking specifically for us. Like I joked about my wife putting it on her face um, for collagen production. What happens if you actually look at these modules? Is it that kind of laser that's going to hurt our eyes or? Uh, it's not. Uh, there are four classes of lasers. Uh, this is class one, uh, which is the most uh, harmless version. And uh, with that said, even class two devices, there are some class two devices, uh, laser devices that are made for eye healing uh that that um there are some uh, uh macular degeneration uh dry macular degeneration is addressed by actually these these guys have built a a very solid company uh thor laser uh, and they they do uh clinical devices um and they, they make a very good product it's one of the few products in the in the market where we see they're dosing 
fits our model as well, where we're we're kind of we run other people's dosing through our model to see what the baselines for it are and what what it is what it looks like relative to what would be optimal dosing. And those guys do quite a good job, but they make a macular degener degeneration product that actually keeps people from going blind, which is an awesome thing wow. to see. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's these are these are class one. We found in our testing, we were planning on bringing a class two product to market, um, but we did testing and uh, with a single laser per module, uh, putting out the same power as we're putting out now with 10 lasers per module. And the difference that we got out of the 10 lasers was substantially, uh, I, I want to say 20 to 30 percent difference in our beta tests with right. the, the uh, yeah. yes. So uh, we we actually it was more expensive for us for to, for us to do that, but uh, we've gone with ten lasers per module versus the one, uh, and this is one of the things that also informed our outlook on dosing, which is uh, normally if you went through kind of an irradiate um, uh, irradiance or power density uh, type of metric, the one laser and the ten lasers it's the same. Uh, really, there's not going to be much difference at all from a dosing standpoint. But we found that when you're using our model, which is starts from the, the physiology and works backwards and says, how many photons are we delivering to these different types of photoacceptors? There was a massive difference. And that it much more, much more it, it matched much more with our physiological measurements from our beta testers. And that's really driven kind of our, our long-term design decisions around that. Okay, awesome. Now, the other cool thing is I've actually got it I've got it here, um, and I'm holding up my charging module, and it comes in a very cool case. I'm looking for the case because I've actually just traveled, and as I said, I do use it every day. But even the way you design the case, it can go in the case, you can still charge through USB-C throughout. The strap is actually next to my bed because I find that if I use it at night, and this was a question I wanted to ask as well, given that although it is a technical product, we're still talking about the body, right? So I used, I, I found that if I use it at night, I've gone through the stresses of the day. I've put my arm through all kinds of paces. Um, you know, if I had comments running at the moment, I'm, I'm waiting for the, oh, shame, Brett, get over yourself. But um, um, I find that it works better for me. So I have the device next to my bed and then I, I just charge here. I bring the modules back and I charge. Is there a better time of day that we, our bodies are more susceptible to this type of treatment? Should I be doing it in the morning as opposed to the night? Does it depend on the injury? Uh, it, it, the, there are some small variances relative to the time of day. Uh, I would say much more important than time of day is consistency. And so whenever you have it, that you can kind of stack it with a habit. Uh, and we, we have these discussions with some of our professional athletes that we work with where it's, it's um, you know, the habit the, the kind of pragmatic habit versus the aspirational habit is is much more effective. So as an example, we were working with one of our, our NFL players that, that uh, we we work with on the device and, and kind of his physio for treatment. And, uh, you know, the question for him is, what do you do on a uh, on a daily basis? And meditation was one of the things you mentioned. But when you ask the question, what if, how many times have you meditated in the last week? It's one or two times. And so that's more of one mm -hmm. of those aspirational uh, kind of uh, habits. Where you know, this the the useful case of habit stacking is not necessarily around stacking all positive habits. You could have a habit of watching Netflix every night. As long as you have that habit, stack this on top of it and take something positive out of it. If you if you look at your historical behavior. <laughs> so confession, um, my my time with with, with my Move Plus Pro is watching Netflix. So I actually prop myself up. And I put the strap over because it's 
The modules are designed for five minutes delivery at a time. And again, just for the people that have never used it all, that's what the show's about, we're talking about it. But if you push one of the power buttons, the other two modules turn on as well, they're in a series. So I put the strap over, I push, and then it goes for five minutes. That basically gives me 15 to 18 minutes worth of Netflix time, which is awesome. So I can choose a series. In fact, I've been watching Hulu. I've been watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, um, and that's about 24 minutes per show. So it's perfect timing. And as you said, it becomes a routine for me. Um, now, just from an advocacy point of view, from my side, I'm not a sports person. I don't go out there and run marathons and things like that. I'm just a normal guy, but I sit a lot. So, you know, I have that um, tendency that my, my core gets a lot weaker because I'm sitting all day long. But I have noticed that the mobility in my shoulder has come back probably about 30 to 40%. So things like, no, it's weird, but like just in the shower, like being able to wash your hair or reach behind your back. I wasn't able to do that in the early stages of the injury. So the fact that I can now do it, and that's also why I've chosen time of day, is that I'm releasing some of the, I'm going to say inflammation, because that's what it is. There's inflammation around the bursitis and whatever it is that's in there. And then if I shower, I can feel the motion in my arm and the range that I have has actually increased. So clearly something's working in there. Now, and that was why I asked the question, should I be doing that early on in the day and then getting more relief through the day, but am I going to just be then not feeling the benefits again at night? I think you've answered the question for me, though, is that um, it's more about the habit than it is the time of the day. Because um, I also want to change things. Like, I'm like, it's working. Yeah. I want to keep going with it. And the consistency is there as well. I have to say that I have tried to use it every single day. There were two days I didn't use the device. I can't remember what the reason was, and I actually felt it. So when I went away last weekend, that's what made me mention the travel case. So people like, even if you're traveling, you don't have an excuse. You can charge up the modules before you go, put them in their travel case, and and off you go. Um, I think I've got know. a travel case here that I can show you just just for the uh, just for the record. Uh, so this is the uh, the travel case, yeah. a, a uh, kind of an unzip, and we we specifically. Uh, so to your point, um, and I, I really love that you called this out from a a, a design standpoint. Our assumption with the device was that. The reason that people weren't using these devices, lasers at home, to to instead of taking pharmaceuticals, was because they are fifteen thousand dollar devices. Um, but one of the things we wanted to do from a design side is reduce the the friction points. So uh, you know the the comparable devices that we've seen in the market uh, for these from a clinical level treatment are desktop. They plug into a wall. They're fifteen or twenty thousand dollars that you have to go to a clinic for and to, to use. And you're just not going to do that regularly. It's not that's not a replacement for pharmaceuticals. Where we felt like if we could make something where uh, you can get on a plane with it, we specifically got the the FCC clearance for being able to get these batteries onto airplanes with you, so you don't okay. they don't take it from you at the uh, at the airport. Um, we've designed it to be modular and wearable and battery driven and easy to use. Essentially with the assumption that if we can reduce the cost and the friction points, that people would like to replace the pharmaceuticals that they take, um, because there's there's a lot of negative impacts from uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and opiates. And I don't think those are widely uh, educated about. Uh, we've, we've really kind of dug into it as part of building this company and building this product, but uh, the 30 to 50% increase in cardiovascular, severe cardiovascular disease risk across the board, whether you're six or 60, that's that's you know that's not something that I knew 
And, yeah. that, and that's huge. That's, that's really, you know, stiffening your, your uh, endothelium is, uh, your cardiovascular endothelium is, is really not a, a thing. But I don't think right now, if a doctor, if you go to the doctor and see uh, a, a recommendation for the gold standard solution, which is NSAIDs, that um, that they tell you about these risks. There's there's liver risks. There's you know uh, gut endothelium. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just not a fan. So when I when I was just doing acupuncture, and just by the way, I mean I never really talk price on the show, but in Australian dollars, this is under a thousand dollars now. The reason I'm talking price is that I looked at a laser clinic before finding, as I said at the beginning of the show, and they wanted $35 a session, and I think a session was 25 minutes, if I remember correctly. So to your point, I'm not going to go every day, and I've now experienced the fact that if I don't do this every day, it's not going to work. Equally, even with acupuncture, I found that if I went regularly every second day, I was seeing benefits. But if I went every third or fourth day, I wasn't. So this is the thing that people need to realize is that it's the same as gym. If you don't go to, if you go to gym once a week, you are not going to see results. You can tell yourself, yeah, I go to gym. It's not, you need to train three, four times a week if you want to see results. Diet is no different. Sleep is no different. So this is no different either, but it was sub a thousand dollars. That is not expensive. It's, you know, it's what, 10, uh, 20 sessions would cost you the same money. If you had to go to a laser, that's less than a month. I'd be doing this for two months. Um, you mentioned that we're battery driven. I don't have to charge every day. So it's not something like, oh, well, I forgot to charge. So I can't use the device. There's a little, in fact, I've brought that back up on the screen. There's four little white lights. So you actually have a visual battery indicator as well. What I do is I wait till it gets down to one. After that session, I put it back on the charge and I think it's two hours, three hours and they're done. So you actually don't have an excuse not to use it. But what I was actually getting to is my, which I found quite surprising, but the acupuncturist himself said to me, why don't you take anti-inflammatories along with my treatment? And I was like, dude, you're supposed to be about the natural path. Yeah. That's why I'm here. He did use electronics. like He put electrical charges onto the pins. That was great. But when the moment that he said to me, why don't you take anti-inflammatories? I was like, eh, that, yeah. you're not having your own science, right? Um, so that kind of just pushed me off um, acupuncture straight away. And that was what made me look at it. So, you know, I was super stoked when I came across this. Um, I'm definitely seeing the benefits. Um, and I think it's just the simple understanding of the science. And I'm really not trying to dumb down what you do. You used some really big words earlier on. Probably going to have to go back and watch the show again to, to try and unpack them again. But my understanding is that anything to do with inflammation is because blood flow is just not moving. So if you can help the blood flow move, you can reduce the inflammation. And if you can reduce inflammation, you can help the healing. Um, and that's what I'm doing. It's just... You know, uh, I, I, as I said to you, I actually shared my, my, I did an ultrasound or whatever, and there was a tear and there's a this and that. And, you know, you, rep you responded back to me and said to me, this is definitely something that the Move Plus Pro can help you with. And it is a time thing. And as I said, it's only been six weeks. Um, I'm pretty sure age is going to come into it as well. I'm 50. So my body ability to heal is obviously going to be less than maybe a 20-year-old or a 30-year-old. You talked about your kids where they can watch the healing, right? I remember those days. I could jump on something, sprain an ankle, but two days later I was back doing what I'm doing. 
don't have that ability anymore. You know, so yeah. Middle middle age jumps on us pretty quickly. I, I uh, so I'm I'm 43 and I I'm still playing uh, rugby uh, a bit and and training CrossFit. And uh, my wife gives me a hard time because she's like, you you could have not picked the two things that are going to make you get injured the most. Uh, but uh, you, you definitely see that kind of drop off. And and I would say kind of mid 30s it started kind of ticking down. And and you know one of the things that we we kind of think of uh, the the devices helping with is extending out that horizon of functional movement. So just giving people an option to where if you're when you're taking those anti-inflammatories, um, if you've got chronic inflammation, you're not really treating the foundational uh, cause of that. So, you know, and, and when you have that inflammation in a joint, your cartilage is going, your soft tissue, like the cartilage is going to degrade faster and it's going to build back slower. And there's, there's kind of a, a always a balance of those two things of, you know, in, in your knees at any given time, when you're healthy, it's about stable, uh, you, your, your growth rate, your regrowth rate, and your, uh, kind of, um, removal rate or, or how much, uh, tissue you're, you're losing at any point in time. But, uh, as you have, soft tissue injuries, as you have chronic inflammation, um, as you have repetitive stress, uh, you know, if you're a long distance runner or an Olympic lifter, these things trigger additional uh, degradation of the tissue there. And uh, to be able to increase the uh, rate of proliferation for uh, a number of things involved in that in that kind of rebuilding process. So A, on you, you kind of tackle, tackle the problem from both sides. On the one side, you're reducing the inflammation, so you're stopping that degradation. Uh, and on the other side, you're increasing the proliferation of collagen too. Uh, you're increasing the proliferation of chondroblasts, which are the, the fast-growing cells kind of at the edge of your um, cartilage. And you can actually kind of pull that back into balance to where your your cartilage is regrowing itself versus degrading over time. And it's been it's been amazing to see those those to kind of uh, you know so that we're not promising the the moon and the stars. That's those are on month scale uh, kind of mm -hmm. timelines. Um, it's not something you're seeing day to day. Uh, cartilage and, and I can advocate for that first. As I said, like you know, so I've got lots of gizmos and gadgets. As you can imagine, I'm a tech reviewer, and I'm looking at my desk, and they, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff here, and they're my toys, but. I actually went into this quite serious. Like I did the research. This, you know, when I reached out to your team as well, um, and and yourself, you know, the fact that you you sent a response back and and we're here on the show, um, and you said to me, it's going to take time, you know. And once I've had that that mental mindset, and I said, well, if I put in the hard work, uh, which is twenty four minutes of watching Hulu, that's my hard work, um, you know, I'm going to see the results, and I am seeing the results. I've got increased mobility. Um, I do have reduction in pain, um, you know, which for me, I can live with injuries. I can't live with pain. That's when people want to start going to pharmaceuticals. It's a quick fix, you know, take a pain, mask the scent, because that's all you're doing. You're masking, you're not repairing. And I know that. And, you know, I'll have a headache. And my wife will say to me, take a pill. And I'm like, I don't want to take a pill. It's just, I don't. I want my body to sort it out itself. Um, but this is a... It's, you're using technology to solve a physiological thing. Now, on that note, um, can you use it for a headache? Like, would you put red light into your head? Or, you know, we talked about the eyes and it's safe. Um, I think I've actually got a slide here that I put up as well um, showing different parts of the point. And that's why I asked the question, right? So for those that aren't watching, I've actually got a picture where it's being wrapped around um, – a joint, like a wrist or foot in this case, 
which I've used on my wrist, and it works very quickly. But the other picture goes showing like little red dots on the different part, knees, hips, elbows, like the places where you expect, and shoulders in my case. But you've got a red dot on this image, and I got this off your website, right, on the head. Um, and I thought that would be a great way of actually like maybe finishing off our chat as well is can this like stress, that's probably we all live under stress, right? This whole world is just a big ball of stress. Um, and stress is obviously what makes your shoulders and your neck seize up. So, you know, maybe it, it, it exacerbates some of our injuries as well. But what about the head? Like putting a one, just one of the modules over here on your, on your head. Absolutely. So uh, we, we, to set expectations, correctly for it because we, we always try to kind of over uh, under promise and over deliver um there are about seven or eight different triggers for headaches uh yeah. the the particularly the infrared light is great for about five of those uh the biggest yeah. one being stress headaches and so um with the stress headaches you're, you're looking at things where uh tight muscles in the neck tight muscles in the scalp uh myofascial tightness uh in in different um areas of the the cranium uh really kind of cause you, you don't have the headaches from your brain you can't really sense the tissue in your brain it's coming from this these outside pieces and it uh, it doesn't really feel like that when you kind of have your head in a vice but it's interesting starting with yeah uh and it, and it does help with this but one of the things that's exciting about the technology and this this actually is a good segue into to a bit more of the science on what we're doing with our our next products is um it can it can help on the outside with these surface level and, and slightly deeper uh, tissues for reducing that those stress headaches and, and kind of managing uh, managing them more effectively, reducing pain scale, uh, and for uh, an order of magnitude in reduction, we're talking about uh, from our studies and, and the the medical literature, roughly a seven on the visual assessment score, which is essentially just you know how much pain do you feel out of ten, uh, down to about a two to three uh, on average. Wow. So, uh, when and then would you put that on your neck? Because you're saying you're not actually treating the brain. So if people have a headache, they go, yeah, that would be my reaction. Would yes. you actually be putting a strap around your neck and just leaving it onto the shoulders so that one module in the middle and maybe one on each shoulder to reduce that that stress? Yes, uh, lower like lower neck behind this, uh, the skull um, is one of the yeah. points. Uh, and we actually have a, a, a slide that I can send you for uh, the, the specific kind of illustration of where to put it. But you can move it forward uh, across your head. And um, mm -hmm. it, it does penetrate into your brain. Uh, but there's also some positive benefits from a biochemical standpoint for what's triggered in the brain uh, because of this. And so um, things like uh, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, uh, BDNF, um, which uh, helps with neuroplasticity. Um, there are, you know, increased uh, efficacy from a, a, a mitochondrial and metabolic standpoint in the brain. But um, yeah, that that kind of gets us back to the product that we're working on for launch uh, next year, and that we're actually executing um, a funding raise round around now. Cool. It's a brain product for um, not just. So we, what we have right now is a, a therapeutic. Uh, uh, neuromuscular pain and inflammation device. Um, one of the things that we we assumed with this product was that if we can show people a reduction in pain, they know what that that feels like, and they'll they'll uh, this can help us kind of educate while we're getting the product out there and and getting it to market. Um, with the brain, the a lot of the the neurological um, pathologies or the behavioral pathologies from the brain uh, are something that you'd like to have a baseline for and then be able to measure and sense and diagnose um, with a new tool for that. And so that's that's what we're focusing on for our next product is a brain device that uh, uses 
near-infrared spectroscopy, which is a, uh, if you think about a, a simpler and uh, more mobile and more wearable version of an MRI, uh, yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's uh, sending um, near-infrared uh, uh, wavelengths into the brain and then measuring how those are coming back out after they've interacted with hemoglobin with uh, cytochrome C oxidase. And with this, we can measure directly and then map into a 3D map uh, how how blood is operating in your brain, uh, and then how your mitochondria are operating. And the, the reason we're doing this is uh, the pathology that you see from the brain, so anxiety, major depressive disorder, bipolar, um, and different types of dementia like Alzheimer's, Lewy body syndrome, Parkinson's, uh, and there's a number of others, uh, all appear from the, the what we've been able to measure to date. And kind of the, and I, I say we as kind of the, the medical and scientific community have been able to measure to date, um, have a, a foundation in uh, metabolic disorder. Uh, and so those are in different parts of the brain. Uh, but when we can measure those hemodynamics and metabolic dynamics directly, then we can map in 3D which regions of the brain have these type of disorders, how they're mapped back to these pathologies, and then we can show a before, immediate, short-term, middle-term, long-term impact that we have um, with our transcranial uh, devices. And so okay. that's our, our assumption is that people are going to want to see this. People are going to need to see this to stay, to maintain the programs and to get the best use out of them, but also just to be able to drive adoption. People really need to be able to see that it, it's, we, we have it right now with the neuromuscular pain and inflammation device, you know, probably 20 times a week, people are like, this is snake oil. Like, you know, why, like I can shine a light on my body and, and how does that work? Um, yeah. And we go through and we talk about the science and we talk about the, the measurements that we see with reduced uh, inflammatory cytokines, um, with reduced uh, muscle inflammatory markers like creatinine kinase and C-reactive proteins. Uh, all of this is in the science that we can show for this. But what we'd really love to be able to do is, is um, you know, there, there's nothing so nice as being able to personalize the treatment and show someone the before and after pictures of themselves. And I, I think that's the uh, that's the goal for our, our brain product. And again, that's that's kind of the anchor point of why we're raising more funding uh, this year. We we've shipped, we started delivering products uh, September October of last year. We've shipped twelve thousand worldwide. It's scaling up. We were seeing a really good response from the market for the the product, and it's it's very word of mouth. It's it's one of those things where once you've used it, you can kind of validate it and talk to your friends about it. Versus since we're on the show, right? Yes. I mean, uh, yes. <laughs> I mean I, if you've watched any of my shows, and I mean I know you watched, you've probably gone back and watched all of them, all seven years. Um, but. Bottom line is I actually don't review tech that I don't A, use myself and actually physically touch and play with or B, that I don't, I'm not a fan of. I've never actually done a bad review and there's two reasons for it. Um, I don't believe that my personal opinion should be put onto another company. I might have just had a bad experience. And two, I want to share cool tech. I don't want to share tech that people don't want to use, you know. So um, I've, I've, actually experience it you mentioned the snake oil part of things um it's quite simple right do you eat food because without light your food's not going to grow you're going to be dead so light is definitely an important thing and ask the people that live in scandinavia that live in the dark for six months ask them how important light is for them so you know um that's exactly right and 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 one there because and since you're a tech guy you're going to love this uh the the chemical makeup of chlorophyll is really not far at all from hemoglobin. Uh, so 
we're we're looking at at uh, two different things that are impacted by light in different ways, but really not very different from a, a chemical makeup. So uh, it's it's an interesting thing to see how how different biological systems use the light and then how over time as a as kind of a scientific and medical community we're able to dig into this and start testing different wavelengths and then optimize those wavelengths and this yeah. this technology is going to get nothing but better over the next 10 years but again we're we're excited to be part of it because we feel like the diagnostic piece is going to be just as big as the therapeutic piece um imagine you know it's great to be able to treat with these these uh, modules that you can put on your head and, and see increased blood flow and, and see a number of things repair from a, a, uh, a metabolic disorder standpoint in your brain. Um, but imagine that this is, you know, even if you just have only the diagnostic without these, you can still see the differences from your, your sleep changes, from your uh, diet dietary changes. Really, any we're going to kind of give a, a solid feedback loop for anything that people are doing to change uh, their, uh, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, ADHD. Um, again, a lot of these, these neurological pathologies that exist that, that are a pharmacological solution only right now, and even those, you don't have broad enough data to be able to really back on a a um, on a larger scale. We will have thousands of these devices out, measuring people day to day, and see the changes that we're we're able to to trigger. It's just just an exciting time to. Yeah, um, I'm just worried that we're getting to the the end of the show. Was what I wanted to quickly speak about is you've mentioned funding a couple of times, and I did see something on your website. So the website for those listening is. Kineon, K-I-N-E-O-N. So K-I and the word neon, dot I-O. You can also just probably Google Move Plus Pro. Um, or it's always shared up on my on my post as well. Just take us through the funny of the moment. So at the moment, we can go online and buy the product from the website. So that will be shipped to you and it's global. But now the funding is this now for this phase two that you're talking about. So this is going to be towards the next product. Or is it a um, equity funding? What kind of funding are you currently going through? It, it is an equity funding. Uh, we're, okay. we're raising additional equity funding. We're selling 15% of the company. Okay. Um, and we've gone through uh, an SEC process called uh, Reg CF, which is a new process and is really exciting, actually, because we can get our community involved and, and let them uh, really kind of be um, – owners of the company with us. Uh, we, we've, they've been so supportive to date. We, we really take a, a lot of time out of our weeks and, and try to commit it to interactions with the community. But uh, the, the point of doing this Reg CF was to be able to uh, launch a campaign on uh, Start Engine, uh, which is a, a, uh, an equity crowdfunding platform uh, to be able to allow Anyone who wants to come join the movement with us uh, to support us and be a, a co-owner in the in the uh, in the company, we we uh, we had offers from different VCs and private equity, and their their approach for the for how they would take the company strategically is different than we we feel is correct for us. Our our mission as a company is to increase the quality of life for the largest number of people we can in the most measurable and substantial way we can. And okay. that doesn't really have uh, that has a has kind of a an ancillary tie into the commercial piece. Um, yeah. and when we talked to venture capital and, and private equity, they were uh, they were looking more yeah, at yeah, just just the commercial piece. Can you can you put your cool cool brand on some other not so good products and then sell more? And it's it's uh, it's kind of like that that would drive more commercial success. But our commitment is to our community and it's to our mission, which is to really offer people a a pharmacological 
alternative uh, for, for pain, inflammation, and then long-term, uh, anything that, that's disrupting their quality of life is something we'd like to be able to help with. And so um, long story short, this, this allows us to, to take ownership in and to fund our next um, projects with, our next products with uh, community and um, co-owner support. So uh, we are, we're on Start Engine. I can, I can give you the link for, for posting it up there. Um, and we're raising $3 million at a $20 million valuation. So it's startengine.com. That's correct. So let's go uh, I'll do that quickly and see how that works. Um, sometimes it works. There we go, startengine.com in real time. So um, yeah, look, um, as I said, for me, I'm definitely seeing the benefits. Um, we wouldn't be talking today if I wasn't. I do plan to continue. Um, for, you know, the goal for me is that if I can get to the point where I have a slight discomfort as opposed to something that's limiting me. I used to play a lot of pedal ball. I can't play anymore because I can't do the overhead shot. It just hurts. And I used to always laugh, like, well, not laugh. I used to always joke with um, my partner when I played. It was like I jumped in the air. I took my arm back to hit the shot, and I just knew it was going to hurt. But I still did it anyway. It's like yep. your wife is saying to you, you've chosen the two sports that are going to actually give you an injury. I would go every Thursday night to go and hurt my right shoulder because the shot's just there. You've got to take it. And she's like, why don't you just do the drop? I'm like, it's not how the game goes. <laughs> you know? um, I didn't get to smash it, and I, I would have impacted my chance of winning with my friend here. And, and uh, there's nothing better than, than that competition uh, kind of. And the thing is, uh, is I got the smash. I did suffer yeah. for, for the next two days, come home, ice pack, et cetera. But I got this match. So that's my goal. I actually want to get back onto paddle court and be able to hit the shots and not know that it's going to hurt, you know. Um, so, yeah. 100%. Oh, I, I love it. A, a direct link as well. So I'm going to just quickly, just for the people that are actually watching as well, um, I just want to quickly do this while we finish up because there's a bit of a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The extension. So if I go... There, so startengine.com forward slash offering forward slash Kinion, K-I-N-E-O-N. Forrest, it's been awesome. First of all, thank you. Um, thank you, know, you for having me. All the natural um, things that I've tried, and I've, I've had this injury since pretty much February this year. So you can imagine, you know, you, you get to a point where living with pain kind of seems normal, but it shouldn't be. Yes. Um, so thank you. I, I am treating it day by day and i'll continue to do so and i will continue and i'm going to mention again on the show um we might be talking about neurological things as well i mean uh, i'd love to be back and talk to you about it yes it's, it's super exciting and i can't tell you how how happy it makes me uh to to hear that you have a great impact from it it's it's you know it's why we come to work every day and i'm so grateful to, to have the time to talk to you and and just to to be doing the work we are and, and uh hopefully to get you back into your smash within uh, the coming months yeah no thank you so, um, yeah, that, uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, basically, I've still got the engine running, or the banners running. It's Kinion is the name of the company. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, K-I-N-E-O-N. Um, we're using light to repair our bodies, which is tech. So it's got to be awesome. So I suppose that pretty much is it for this week. So Keep your screens clean and your knobs shining.